Welcome to Mornings with Maddie. We are here on March the 10th. So most of us hate vulnerability, at least from the many people that I've asked. We all seem to agree that vulnerability is something to fear and to run from. I'm not sure if it's a culture thing where we've been told we must always remain strong and limitless and independent and you have to be this certain type of person, so hide your true self. Or maybe it's a church culture thing where for those of us who have grown up in the church, we hear all about the do's and the don'ts, including the, the great avoidance of doubts and questions. But why is it? When I hear someone tell me that they're struggling with body image, my lungs fill with oxygen. And why is it that when I hear someone explain their insecurities in a friendship or any type of relationship for that matter, I find myself standing a little bit taller? And why is it that when I read an author write about how they just don't get some of the things that Jesus did or said, or they freely ask why some things are actually in the Bible, I feel like I've collapsed into the corner of a couch and all the tension just leaves my body. Why is it that when someone reveals their humanness, my humanness feels hugged? I'll admit, which I couldn't have admitted as a past version of myself, that I've internally wrestled with all of those things I just mentioned, yet I never in a million years would feel like I could have voiced it to anybody. And part of it's the need to protect my image so people see me as strong and put together, Part of it is that I don't want people to hear those inner wanderings and try to fix me as if I'm broken. And frankly, sometimes just thinking about having to justify myself to someone makes me exhausted. So I'd rather just not say anything. And then I just continue to not allow myself to ask tough questions and to continue putting up the act that strength and intellect, you know, is completely uploaded in me. And maybe you feel similarly. I'm yet to find a verse in the Bible that says, though, Thou shalt have it all together. Sometimes I wish it was there because y'all better believe I'd strive for it. But the more I dive into the Gospels and learn about who Jesus actually was, the more I notice how much he reprimanded people who legit tried to have it all together or who were convinced that following all the do's and don'ts wouldn't get them or would get them to a state of perfection. He basically called them to get down off their high horse. He preferred to just meet people where they were at no matter where they were at, as long as it was raw and real. He held hands with the lepers, and he touched the eyes of the blind, and he claimed those who were outcasted by society and claimed that they had a greater faith than those with a religion. And he called a tax collector who was a hated man to follow him and be his disciple. Now just think about the state of those people. They were pushed to the side, physically sick and unable to do many things, And they would have internalized that they were worthless and unlovable. And just think of what that does to someone. They'd often also be the last people welcomed into the religious circles just because they, quote unquote, didn't have it all together. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be a, quote unquote, religious person who thinks they have it all together. I want to know Jesus more than I want to know the ins and outs of religious practices and ceremonies. And don't get me wrong, there's a place for those. But if my heart becomes hardened to the realities of my humanity and in turn other people's humanity, then I'm missing out on a breath of fresh air. And I'm missing out on the ability to stand a little taller with a greater confidence rather than fighting to maintain an image. And I'd be missing out on the moments to fall into a couch to relax in the reality that I don't have it all together. 
And it's through my weakness and inability in wrestlings that reveal God's strength and drives me to a a dependency on him. And isn't that what it's all about? Being refined to depend on him rather than figuring it all out to muster out individual strength that really doesn't last? Here's the unique thing I'm noticing. The next generation, Gen Z, are the leaders in this. They are the generation that is leading the rest of us in how to be authentic. They can sniff out inauthenticity from a mile away and want nothing to do with it. I know that LifeWay, along with other organizations, have done incredible research and have confirmed that this is one of the characteristics of Gen Z, that they just want to be authentic. But also from real life experience, for me, it's the high school and the university students that I talk to that are so open to these real and raw conversations, and I'm learning from them. They're the ones who are also going to challenge how we live out our faith and make us ask some very honest questions. And I think from what I've seen, they want to know the real Jesus, not a half-hearted religion. And know this, or knowing this, when I go into conversations with them, I have to intentionally posture my heart ready to listen and hear them out and put down all my defenses that come out of blazing when comments are made that challenge my viewpoint. But again, if I'm being honest, their questions are often the same questions that I've just repressed down, thinking that I couldn't ask them out of fear or insecurity of what others may think of me. But when they say it, I breathe deeply. 